Good morning, good morning, good morning to every last one of you, and welcome to Key Power Dr. K here. So grateful to the Lord, still praying about what it is that the Holy Spirit of God desires for me to do with this live audio broadcast, so please keep us in prayer. Good morning to my husband. I know that he is listening from wherever he is, and my key team, good morning to you, and thank you all for joining me on today. Go ahead and let me know where you're listening in from, so if I just so happen to look down, I'll give your city and state a shout out with your name. Let's see those keys in those hearts, those keys in those hearts. Those keys are because God desires to give us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever we bind in earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose in earth will be loose in heaven. Those hearts are because we are experiencing the unconditional love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and there's nothing that anyone can do about it. I know y'all heard the pages of my heart turning. Let me tell you something. I'm tell you something. It's it, it, I'm, I'm tell you something. I'm tell you something. It's the word is absolutely. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if you don't enjoy studying the word of God, something's wrong with your spirit. I'm telling you, I get in the word and I <laughs> I just can't help it. I, you know, I have to be goofy. And it have to be funny because if not, then it, it just, you know, I, I would just be taken too seriously because the word is just absolutely phenomenal. You're tagging, sharing, you're inviting your friends, letting someone know that you're here. Say the name Jesus all up and down the timeline as we go into a word of prayer. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we glorify you and we thank you for all that you have done. We magnify your holy name. There is no God like you. There could never be another God like you. We say thank you for who you are in our life and who you are call, calling us to become in life. We say, Holy Spirit of God, have your way. Holy Spirit of God, speak. Holy Spirit of God, move. <clears throat> we bind all diabolical forces that try to stop this live audio broadcast from being in the ear gate of those listeners and hearers. For you say, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord God is saying to the church. And so now, Father, we submit our ear gates to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. <clears throat> so it's Wisdom Wednesday. Y'all know it's Wisdom Wednesday. And so y'all know we're going to walk through scripture. Um, I woke up this morning and the Holy Spirit of God, he, um, as I was studying, as I was taking my shower, brushing my teeth, you know, all the things that you do in the morning time to get yourself ready for your day. Right. So as I was, um, you know, brushing my teeth, I'm doing, you know, and I hear in my spirit, it's like the forbidden fruit. So I'm like, okay, what you talking about? So go with me to Proverbs, the 18th chapter. I'm going to read it from the amplified version 18 and 21. I hope you have your, your, um, your pen, your paper, and everything. So let's go to Proverbs 18, 21. And then we're going to um, talk about Genesis. We're going we're gonna to move on over to Genesis, and we're going to tie it all together the way the Holy Spirit of God has given it to me. Honey, honey, I hope you're praying for me because this is a really good word on today. So I, I, I hope you're praying for me. <laughs> Proverbs 18, 21 from the Amplified Version of the Bible. It says, watch this. 1820 through 21 it says a man's stomach will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth he will be satisfied with the consequences of his words death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it and indulge it 
will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. I'm going to read it one more time. A man's stomach will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. He will be satisfied with the consequences of his words. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. You know, have you ever said something that you regretted saying? Think about it. Have you ever said something that you just regretted saying and what has happened is you said something, you regret saying it, and now it, it plays over and 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 over in your mind. And, and, and sometimes you kick yourself and you say, why did I say that? Um, I wish I wouldn't have said that. Or when someone says something to you, they what they said something to you, and it, it just plays over and over. It's something that's not it's, it, it's not good, but it plays over and over and over and over and over and over in your mind and in your spirit, and it causes you to go into another spirit. You become um, you become very disgruntled in your spirit, and you become very uncomfortable. And as I was uh, getting myself together this morning, the Holy Spirit of God said, um, the forbidden fruit. And I said, okay, he said, he said, Kenya, he says, what has happened is, is he said, people have allowed their words to become a weapon of mass destruction. And I said, what? He said, what has happened, Kenya, is when things like this happen, when things uh, begin to replay over and over and over and over and over and over, and it shifts you from one place to the next, it begins to shift your spirit into a place where God never intended for your spirit to be, because now you don't understand uh, that the enemy has either used someone uh, to release a weapon of mass destruction against your life, or you have released and allowed the enemy to use your mouth to be to release a mass destruction against someone else's life and so now the weapon forms but it does prosper when we're not wise in how we allow the enemy to use us or receive the weapon and so and so we quote the scripture and but we don't understand uh, that quoting the scripture is just not good enough y'all gonna be all right because the spirit of the Lord God said to me, he said, Kenya, uh, when people read the Bible, uh, it's like uh, they read the Bible and then they get and it passes right through their system. It passes right through. And, and he said, but when people study it, it's then digested. And I said, what? And he said, Kenya, you have to understand. He said, he said, I, and, 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 and I know that I know that the, when the Holy Spirit of God speaks to me, he speaks to me in a way that I can understand it because he used simple things to revelate things to me. And it makes a lot of sense. He said, Kenya, you have to understand something. He said, when you and y'all but just listen to what he said and, and how he presented it to me. He said, Kenya, when something passes right through you, there's no there, there's no hardening in, in, in what's released. Because it, now there's an upset stomach. You got like spiritual diarrhea. Something's going on in your, your digestive system that hasn't allowed what you've eaten to be digested. It passes right through it. And, and he said, but King is somebody who allows the word to digest in their spirit and di or, or allow food to digest in their, in their system. It is a healthy stool. I was like, what? And he began to really, that's how he talks to me. And I said, wow. He said, when people read the scripture, Kenya, it passes right through them. 
But when they study the scripture, it's a healthy digestive system. And what has happened is, is because we don't study the word of God. See, when, when you have a healthy digestive system, what happens is you then begin to benefit from what has gone through your intestinal system. You, you, you begin to benefit from the nutrients and from, from the vitamins because now it is properly digested in your system, which means that you become a reflection of what you eat. And if you become a reflection of what you eat, then what are you eating? What are you, what are you eating? What, what, what are you eating? Okay. Somebody say wisdom Wednesday. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom Wednesday. What, what, what are you eating? And what kind of fruit are you receiving into your spirit? What? What, what kind of fruit uh, are you eating? And, 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 and what kind of fruit are you receiving? Now, 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 I want to go to, uh, let me see. I want to go to Genesis, the third chapter in the sixth verse. Let's go there. Because this is what we do. We quote this scripture, Proverbs 12. Let's quote it from the, let's quote it from a very popular, popular version of the Bible. And that would be the King's James Version. Let's go to Proverbs, the 12th chapter. 12th chapter, let's quote it from the King's James Version of the Bible. And let's quote it the way everybody quotes it all the time. It says, and, and this is what they do. They quote this scripture. I'm sorry, Proverbs 18, 21. Let's quote it the way everybody quotes it. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. <laughs> they quote it all the time. It says, okay, let's quote Proverbs 18 and 21. Let's quote it like everybody else quotes it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. <clears throat> Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yes, honey girl. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Uh, death and life is in the power of the tongue. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. It's in the power of the tongue. Ooh, death and life is in the power of the tongue. Wisdom Wednesdays, I absolutely love. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Watch this now. There is... You're reading the whole little thing out of context because you're not reading what's before it and you're not reading what's after it. If you look at what you read, death and life is in the power. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Here it is. It, right, right here. There, there's a semicolon, right? A colon, right? It says, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. But right before that, in verse 20, in the King James Version, it says, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, semicolon, and with the increase of his lips shall be filled. And so we quote the scripture, but we're not quoting the fullness of the scripture. And so because we have been quoted the fullness of the scripture, our internal digestion of it is not accurate. So now it becomes like a spiritual diarrhea. We get an upset spiritual stomach and it passes right through us because now we have, been, we have not put it in its proper context and have allowed it to be studied in our spirit to be fortified. So now we never become a reflection of what's been digested in our spirit. Let's go to Genesis. It's a forbidden fruit. We're going to get to the forbidden fruit in just a minute. 
I want to go to Genesis, the third chapter and the sixth verse. Genesis, the third chapter and the sixth verse. Let's go there right quick. Can we go there? Watch this. Genesis, the third chapter, and uh, you know what this is. Uh, God then, and go back and read it. God put a tree in the midst of the garden, east would have eaten, and he gave specific instructions. He said, of the fruit, you can eat of every tree in here. Every tree in here you can eat. But of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, you cannot eat of that fruit, right? So what we have done is we have, um, we have, we have ignorantly, not everybody, but some, we have ignorantly, because of our lack of studying, we have ignorantly uh, honed the fruit down to an apple. And we have tried for a long time, those of us who have not studied, I'm not saying everybody, but those of us who have not studied, those of us who have not studied, what has happened is, is we have honed the fruit down to a tangible thing that has sprouted out of the ground. And, 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 and there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, if you fail to study, then you will, the word will pass right through you and you won't have no spiritual substance because the word was made flesh. The word was made substance. The word was tangibly seen. And so, and so now we go to Genesis, the third chapter and the sixth verse, right? And, and, and it says here, Let's start at verse four. You know what? Let's start at let's start at verse one. Let's start at verse one. Genesis the third chapter. Let's start at verse one, shall we? Let's go there. I'm gonna read it from the King James version of the Bible. Watch this. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said unto the woman, Yea, God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it. Therefore shall ye not touch it, lest ye die. God didn't say that. <laughs> Y'all gonna be all right. Watch this. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God does know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Watch this. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, when she saw that the tree was good for food, when she saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and they ate. Now you have to understand the realm of the spirit. <clears throat> Watch now. It was pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired to make one wise, and, and, and it was good for food. So there he, we have the three realms of temptation, the lust of the eyes, the lust of, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, which are manifest. That's how come I said, when you begin to study the word of God, and, and let me tell you something, the book of Genesis is a revelation of the whole Bible. If if you when the when 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 it says that the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed, Genesis is a revelation Genesis consumes the whole Bible. I'm telling you, I don't know how God did it, but Genesis to me 
is a, that Genesis is a reflection of the whole Bible to me. When you begin to be, allow God to uh, give you the ability to study the word of God, not just read it. So here we see the three realms of temptation unfolding in the garden. <laughs> That's another topic within itself. And so now the Bible never said it was an apple. The Bible never said it was an orange. The Bible never said it was a a fruit that we consider to be a produce in the store. The Bible never said that. The Bible never said that they even plucked the fruit off the tree. The Bible never said that. Furthermore, the God never told them not to touch it. He said, don't eat it. Woman added that into that. She said, we shall not touch it because God knew some things we were going to touch. You can touch something without eating it. Y'all going to be all right. Because I can touch a piece of fruit, but not eat it. I can touch something, but not eat it. So God knew that we were going to be tempted. See, you can be tempted to eat something, but, but you can touch it, but not eat it. Y'all going to be all right in just a minute. So the Bible never said, and God never said they shouldn't touch it. He said, don't eat it. But the desire, go back and read the book, James, that says that man is enticed by his own desire. Sin is conceived when it is conceived. It's it we 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 then desire something that we shouldn't have. And so now when we go and look up the definition to what the word fruit means in the Strong's dictionary, not not your dictionary, the Strong's dictionary. When we begin to study the word of God, we begin to study the word of God. We will see that this word uh, fruit, which is interpreted as as he, the Hebrew number. Now, the, the Hebrew number, not your number, but the, the Hebrew number is the same number that is used in Proverbs, the 18th chapter. And I don't see anywhere in the in the in the context of or, or, or the definition that it reflects it as a piece of fruit. I don't. But I have read and have studied throughout the course of years that this word fruit, it means words. What words are you eating? See, the forbidden fruit are the words you're not supposed to be eating. You're not supposed to be eating these words. You're not supposed to be speaking these words. The Spirit of the Lord God says something to me. This 6529, when you go look it up, age 6529, go look it up in your own time. Uh, look look it up and you'll see that it means it is the same Hebraic definition. <laughs> it's the same Hebraic definition used in its in its in its in its in its translation. Right? So this H6529, it, it does not reflect a piece of fruit. <laughs> But as you begin to dig deep and study the word of God, what has happened is, watch this, woman's desire as found in Genesis, that's uh, as in James that says that man is, uh, man is drawn away and enticed by his own desire. Her desire caused her to entertain a fruit words that she should have never entertained. She her desire to touch a tree that God never intended for her to even eat from. He didn't even want her to get. What happened was she then began to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, now let me explain something to you. I study Hebrew. That's just me. Now, you don't have to do that. I study Hebrew. That's just me. Sometimes I eat kosher food. 
but I follow the Hebrew Bible. I follow the Hebrew scriptures. I follow the Hebrew calendar. That's me. You don't have to do that. That's just my relationship with Jesus, right? I do everything that the, the Jews do because I believe that if I'm adopted into a family, then I follow their culture. <laughs> that's just me. That's me. You don't have to do it, but that's me. And so because I do follow the Jewish principles and Jewish culture and, and, and Jewish, I just follow the Jewish calendar. I follow the Jewish calendar. That's just culture. That's me. You don't have to do it. I'm not asking you to do it. You don't have to do it. That's just me. That's my relationship. But when I study uh, what the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is <clears throat> in the Jewish tradition, as, as, as we begin to study the Jewish tradition of the knowledge of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil as found in Genesis, the third chapter, and the sixth verse, it makes so much sense. Watch this, because in the Jewish tradition, what happens is, is that we believe and they believe that it is the, the beginning of the mixture of good and evil, because you saw on the tree, there was a mixture of good and evil on the tree. And, and remember now, we are what? The trees. We are planted by the rivers of water. Whole nother revelation within itself. When God opened the eyes of the prophet, what he saw? He saw man walking as trees. That's another revelation, another topic for another day, maybe another wisdom Wednesday. But so let's stay on course here. What has happened is, is in agenda, in Revelations third chapter in the 16th verse, it will say that you're either hot or cold, not lukewarm. God will spew you out. He'll spew you out. Watch this. Hot or cold, he'll spew you out. Why? Because if we go to Genesis, what happens is, is there there was uh, the tree of the good of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It was a tree that was in the center of the garden. Good God from glory to which contained both good and evil. And watch this. There was a separation. Lord have mercy. And what happened is, is that there has been a mixture of good and evil. And woman, what she did was she then began to mix good and evil. This is why the Bible said you're either hot or cold, lukewarm, he'll spew you out. Why? Because he spewed them out of the Garden of Eden. Listen to me. By the leading of the Holy Spirit. There was a spewing out of the garden. And he put two cherubims with flames of fire to guard the entrance of the Garden of, of, of Eden, eastward in Eden. The Garden eastward in Eden. And so what happened is in Jewish tradition, in Jewish tradition, in Jewish, in Jewish tradition, uh, we believe that there was a mixture uh, and there was a beginning of the mixture of good and evil. And, and, and so now what has happened is, is that woman uh, and, and Adam, that's a whole other topic within itself. We're going to leave that alone because the Bible never called her Eve. And she was called Eve. Un she was only revealed as Eve after the fall. Y'all going to be all right. Read your Bible, study it. She was only revealed as Eve after the after she had eaten forbidden fruit words. She had eaten forbidden words. Now, 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 now. Let's, 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 let's read the word of God. Let's see. Let's, let's read the word of God. Let's go to the word of God, right? So as we begin to read the word of God in Ephesians, this fourth chapter and the 29th verse, let's begin to, because you have to understand something. Uh, there are seeds and then what is, okay, okay, let me, let me go, let me, let me go to James because I, I, I think that, um, I, 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 I 
think that we need to uh to go here just just a, a little bit. Uh let's let let's 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 go here. Let's 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 go here. Mm-hmm. Let's go to James the first chapter and the fifteenth verse. I think I think we need to just dive just a little bit deeper. I need for someone to type on the screen. God is prophetic. And then say, let's dig deeper. Okay, here we go. If we go to James, watch this now. 1 and 15. Watch now. Watch it. Because, because, because now here is the here is the summation and the culmination of Genesis 3 and what we just read. Watch that. Watch now. Watch it. It says in verse 12. Let's start from verse 12. It says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. That what? What you say? Woman. In the garden, East would have eaten. Did you read this? No, you didn't. Well, let's read it. Okay. it says, Blessed is the man that will endure temptation. So what happened is, here comes the serpent tempting the woman to do what? To eat of his words. Watch this. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Watch this. Let no man say when he is tempted that I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. Watch this now. Watch what verse 14 says. Now, there's something that happens after this. It says, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Watch what it says here. Then when lust hath conceived. What did you say, Holy Ghost? Conceived. Which means that anything that is conceived first needs a seed. Anything that is conceived first needs a seed. I'm going to say it one more time. Anything that is conceived first needs a seed. What form of seed is being injected into the spiritual womb of woman that caused her to birth what she was thinking about? Listen to me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. What happened? Because she ate of the seed of the word that was spoken into her spirit, which was her womb. And what has happened is, is that when it was finished, it brought forth death. This is why the Bible said death in life is in the power of the tongue. Okay, let me go back. It brought forth death. Watch this now. Proverbs 18 and 21. I want to go here and I got to, and I, let me just, let me just go just a little bit deeper. Can, I just want to go just a little bit deeper and then I'm going to, um, and then I'm probably just going to just, just let me just go here. Just one quick. I want to go here right quick. Proverbs 18, 21. It says death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat its fruit. Right. Let's read it again. Proverbs 18, 20, 21 from the Amplified Version. It says a man's stomach will be satisfied with the what fruit of his mouth, not an apple, not an orange, not a pear, but the fruit. Remember now, it, it all has the same Hebrew definition. H sixty five twenty nine. It's the same thing. Go and study it yourself. Get a concordance study dictionary and study it. A Strong's Concordance Dictionary and a Strong's Vines Dictionary. Study it on your own time. It says a man's stomach will be satisfied. Why? Because it is properly gone through a spiritual digestive system. 
when your stomach is satisfied, that means what you have eaten has been held in your stomach. And it has gone through the digestive tract system and has caused you to be full. Because it is properly nourishing and has set in the proper position in the stomach. Help me today, Holy Ghost. A man's stomach will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Not with a piece of nap, not with an apple, again, not with an orange, not a pear. He will, he will be satisfied, watch this, with the consequences of his words. You'll be satisfied with the consequences of your words. Hmm. Now here comes the part that we always discuss and we always quote. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit. Not apple, not pear, not orange, fruit, words. And bear the consequences of their what? Words. Watch this now. Proverbs 18:21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. This is why we can't we have to understand. The forbidden fruit is formed through the seed of the enemy, corrupt communication. When you begin to speak out of your mouth what God never intended for you to speak, you have released a seed in someone's spirit. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. When someone releases corrupt communication, something that doesn't edify you, they have released a seed into your spirit. This is why you have to be careful what you speak and what you receive, what you eat of. I'm not eating of everybody's fruit. That's just the bottom line. Watch this now. The Lord dealt with me, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dive just a little bit deeper in just a minute. But I want you to hear me by Holy Spirit. Watch it. Proverbs eighteen twenty nine. It says, "Death and life are in the power of the tongue." What does that mean? If Jesus is life Himself, and the enemy is evil, the enemy is death. Jesus is life. So. The enemy and Jesus are in the power of the tongue. Lord Jesus, have mercy on my soul. The enemy. The sin and life. Goodness. Good, good. If death and life are in the power of the tongue. Watch this. You have to understand that this. if death is evil and life is good, then what was in the Garden of Eden was a tree of death and life. Lord Jesus. It was in the garden. And so you have to understand that if the tree of death and life was in the midst of the garden, what was woman speaking out of her mouth that caused Adam? Y'all going to be all right. Y'all are going to be all right. What was their conversation? Because that's a whole nother topic of revelation and illumination of scripture when it comes down to Adam, Adamic. And you have to understand the different interpretations of the name of Adam. But that's another topic within itself. So what kind of conversation was Adam and woman having in the Garden of Eden? What fruit was being exchanged between them two? What fruit? 
ain't talking about no Adam. I'm not talking about no apple. I'm not talking about no pear. I'm not talking because it has to be conceived, which means there is a process that the seed has to go through in order for it to be birthed, which means that there is a time in the garden eastward of Eden that woman and Adam begin to exchange words. Let's go to the Bible. Let's let's go to the Bible. Let's dig a little bit deep into the scripture. Let's let's go just a little bit deeper into the scripture. Ready? Here we go. Ephesians 4:29. This is the this, watch this now. now. Now watch this. Ephesians 4 and 29. The the Spirit of the Lord said something to me that was just powerful this morning. He said, one thing you can't take back is what you've what listen to me. Hear me. He said, one thing you can't take back is what you've said, but you can change it by what you say. Hear me. One thing you can't take back is what you've said, but you can change it by what you say. Why? Because now when you walk in a now place, you can curse the root and reverse what's been said. Because what happens... What happens is, is that now let's look at, let's look, let's look at, let's look at God. Let's, let's, because we got to be like him. Let's look at him. If the words that God speaks, the words comes out of God's mouth, it then goes to, it, 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 it does not return unto him void, which means that the words that God has spoken has an assignment. It has an assignment. When God releases words out of his mouth, the words don't return unto him void. And, and, and that's a whole nother revelation within itself. I, I can't even go there because God, if the word in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word became flesh. God released the word into the atmosphere of the earth. The word came back to him fulfilled. That's another topic. Jesus was the word was released from heaven, came back with fulfillment. So it didn't, Jesus didn't go back. Void. So the word came back to Jesus, complete, came back to God, fulfilled. That's another topic for another day, for another illumination, period, point blank. So what happens is, is that when you release your words, your words, because of the power of God in you, has an assignment. Now you can either use your words for mass, as a weapon of mass destruction or you can do what the Bible says. Now, let's go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, the 29th verse. It says here, watch this. Sophia, Wilson, Whitney, it says, let, now this word let is a choice. It's not a commandment. It's not something that you have to do. It's not something that, now, now let me explain something to you. Let me put a pinhole right here. Have you ever heard this word that said, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt? That's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That is a lie from the pit of hell because I can heal if you hit me from a stick and a stone. But internally, those words will take root and produce a wound that you can't see. There is an internal invisible wound in my spirit 
that is open and has never healed because the enemy has used your words as a mass destruction to my spirit. And so now sticks and stones will hurt my bones. Absolutely. And my bones will heal with a cast. But but words will hurt you because there is an invisible internal wound that has pierced my spirit. That, that you can't see. And so I'll act like the wound is not there. Meanwhile, the enemy is rehearsing what you said in my spirit. So it has destroyed me and has immobilized me from moving where God wants me to move because now your tongue just became a mass destruction and a weapon that the enemy used to destroy who I am. But you don't know it because now I've healed and sticks and stones have caused me to wear a spiritual cast. And now I've cast myself and now it looks like I'm healed, but inwardly I'm not. There is a wound that's open in my spirit. Watch this. So the Bible says, let let, let, let. This word let is, an, is a word that gives you the choice. You have a choice. Let. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. <laughs> Watch what it said. Comma. <laughs> we didn't miss that part. Comma. Comma. It says, but... That which is good. Why? Because there was a tree in the midst of the Garden of Eden and it had evil and good on it. But now there was a mixture. It, there was a mixture of it in the spirit of woman and man. Y'all go, Lord have mercy. There was a mixture. This, okay, here, that's another topic. It says, but that which is good, watch this, to the use of edifying Watch this. That it may minister grace unto the hearers. Let's read this one more time. Let's read it one more time. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of of edifying that it may what minister what grace to who the hearers all of this is in hebraic definition context of h6529 fruit so let no corrupt fruit proceedeth out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying that one, that it may what? Minister grace unto who? The hearers. Watch this now. Proverbs 21 and 23. This one is going to be so good. Watch what it says. Whosoever keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. That means that when you watch the fruit that come out, see, the, the seed of the enemy is what he plants in. Okay, watch this. If we were created from the dust of the earth, I need you to catch this illumination in your spirit. If we were received, if we were created, you have to understand, somebody say again, God is prophetic. Please say God is prophetic. When you allow the spirit of God to illuminate the scriptures, everything begins to make sense. The plan of the enemy, the plan of God, everything begins to make sense because now you're seeing it from a different aspect. You're seeing it from a different view. 
listen to me. Hear what the Holy Spirit of God said to me in my study time some years ago. If man was created from the dust of the earth, the dust of the earth is dirt, which means that anything that grows from a seed, something healthy, is plant, has anything rooted, anything, a, a soil, dirt receives seed. Hear me. If, if, if soil, dirt receives seed, then the enemy understands the power of suggestion. When the enemy plants a seed into your spirit, what he does is he then says, I now get the prophetic nature of God. I understand that in order for a seed to really produce, it has to take, uh, it has to take root. But it can't take root if there's no dirt. So what God did was he put the seed of his word in the dust of the ground, which produced man. Y'all going to be all right. This is how powerful words are. That's a, and the earth prior to it was a womb. Y'all going to get this because you have to understand what's in the womb is surrounded by water. Y'all going to get this in just a minute. Y'all going to get it. The, God just got my mind set up like that, y'all. It just makes sense to me, right? And the firmament broke. That was, that was, that was, that was the, that, that's a whole other topic within itself. So what happens is the enemy understands, he understands because he's been in the presence of God, right? So he was there, he was there all this time. He was there when God created you. He was there when God created the angels. He was there when God, when he created when God created him, he was there way before we even came forth. So God's words, he said, let us make man in our image. And I like this. He began to release a seed of suggestion. He released a seed of suggestion in the atmosphere. This seed began to fall into fertile ground. This is why God had to till the ground first before he created man. Y'all going to be right. Because the ground, the dirt had to be fertile enough to receive the seed of the word of God to produce the fruit of man. Y'all going to be all right. So what happens is the enemy understands. He understands. He, so it is in the natural, it is in the spirit. So he understands. So what he says is because I understand that man is soil. Lord have mercy. I understand. And because I understand that man is soil, I'm going to make a seed of suggestion in his spirit because I already see him desiring something. And so what has happened is the Bible said in James, the first chapter in the 15th verse, when what it is conceived, which means the thought becomes the seed, which goes through a germination period. It goes through a trimestral period to birth. And so what happens is the seed begins to sit in the womb of your spirit to mature so you can act on it. Okay, that's another topic within itself. Let's leave that right there. Let's leave that right there. We're going to leave that right there. Okay, so Proverbs 18 and 21, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Now, you must understand what James 3 and 8 said. James 3 and 8 says this, and this is going to blow your mind. But the tongue no man can tame. It is an unruly evil full of what? Deadly poison. It is a, it is a forbidden fruit. The forbidden fruit is the, the speech of death. Lord Jesus. The forbidden fruit are the words of death and, the, and, 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 and corrupt communication. The forbidden fruit. Watch this. But the tongue no man can tame. Semicolon. Why? 
can no man tame this. Because it is an unruly evil. It's full of deadly poison. Why is it full of deadly poison? Because woman in the beginning began to mix good and evil. When she ate of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Read the tradition of it. It's the Jewish tradition of it. And what we believe. Watch this. And so watch what happens. If no man can tame the tongue. And I want you to hear this. By the Holy Spirit of God. No man can tame the tongue. It said nothing about the Holy Spirit. Nothing. Nothing. See, you have to submit your tongue to God. When you submit your tongue to God, what you can't control, God can. A submitted tongue is a submitted vessel. A submitted tongue is a submitted spirit. Because the enemy can plant a seed in your spirit. But when you speak it, you've allowed it to be conceived. And so what happens is, you must understand that if no man can tame the tongue, it said nothing about the Holy Spirit of God. See, when you submit your tongue... Okay, let's go to Proverbs 25 and 28. Proverbs 25 and 28. Now, one thing I love is the Word of God. Now, now, now if you ever want to get me angry... Start speaking something out of context and not in the word. And you start start speaking the word of God. That's how come I sometimes I just look at people. I just like, you don't have no idea what you're saying. You don't even understand. Okay, you if you believe that, no problem. You go right on ahead. You keep you keep doing that. It's no problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let you have that. You have that. Watch this now. Proverbs, the 25th chapter and the 28th verse. It says here, watch this. He that hath, and that word hath is italicized from the transliteration of he of Hebrew because it's in the old script, it's an old testament. So it's been added into the scripture by King James. Watch it. It says, and he it says, he that hath no rule over his watch his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls, have no self-control. You have no self-control over your mouth. Whatever you want to speak, you speak it. You have no discipline, no temperance, no anything. You speak corrupt communication. You allow the enemy to use your tongue as a mass weapon of destruction because now corrupt communication is coming out and it is not edifying the hearers and it's not releasing and ministering grace to the hearers. So now you have no control over your tongue. You have no temperance. This is why you cannot allow the enemy to cause your tongue to be his mass weapon of destruction in the lives of people. You can't do it. You, you can't. You can. Well, you can. You, you can. Because because let is a choice, right? The forbidden fruit. Remember now, and I got to go. Well, I got to go. The Bible says here. It says here. It says here. Proverbs 18 and 21. You know, let's read it. 20 and 21. A man's stomach will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. You got to be careful what you speak in the atmosphere. Because of the power of God that resides inside of you. You cannot, have you ever heard somebody say, <clears throat> like literally say you will never be nothing and then you turn out to be something? The reason why is because um, you can't take back what was said, but you can change it by what you say. 
you got to be careful. This is why when kids are kids, when children, this is why it's imperative that you watch what you say to your child at a young age because their spirit is still developing. And, and, and what has happened is they've got to mature in their spirit and what you have released in their spirit, you release a seed in their mind. You release a seed in their spirit that has sat in the womb of their life that is maturing. And this is why they don't move beyond what you say when you release it from a child. They don't move beyond what you said because now what you said has taken root in their spirit and has borne fruit. And so now they begin to speak like what they heard you say. The, what they speak is a manifestation of the seed that has been conceived in their spirit because of what you said. But now what has happened is you can curse words from the root. If you don't believe me, you better ask Jesus who cursed the fig tree from the root. It didn't produce fruit anymore. He, it, it, he, he cursed it from the root. So now what has happened is, is what you say can reverse things in people's... What you say can reverse what's been said. It can reverse it. What you say and what has been spoken over your life can be reversed by what you say. And what you have said in other people's life that you didn't mean to say, that now you got a revelation of, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Don't allow what you have said for the enemy to use it as a weapon against you, to immobilize you from speaking. What happens is now you will become mature in your speech and you will be careful about the fruit you receive in your spirit that will conceive and you'll act upon it. You have to, you have to hear me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. Today, 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 the Spirit of the Lord God has sent me on an assignment. The curse of words and the root that has been spoken over your life, may it come up now in the mighty name of Jesus. May it spring up now. You will no longer hide in the mass destruction that the enemy has created as a weapon against your destiny. Every ill-spoken word that has been spoken over you from a child, from a place where God was causing you to grow, even when you have accepted the spirit of God, words have been spoken over your spirit from the release of his spirit in your spirit from an infant. And I'm not talking about an infant in age. I'm talking about an infant in the realm of the spirit. Because we have to go through trimesters of, 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 of growth in the realm of the spirit in order to produce mature sound and operate in the realm of maturity in the spirit. And so when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God, some people might have spoken some things in your spirit from infantry in the realm of the spirit. Today, the Spirit of God needs you to bring those words up. No more are you going to hide. No longer are you going to allow the enemy to cause you to sweep it under the rug. Because now you are operating in what was spoken because it has taken root in your spirit. And you don't know. You think it's part of you. You think it's part of your DNA. You think it's part of who you are. But it's not. It's immobilizing you. 
the words that you have spoken in someone's spirit and you didn't know because now you didn't have no self-control. You spoke it and now the enemy has used it as a mass weapon of destruction against your spirit because now he reminds you of what you've spoken. Today, the spirit of the Lord God is causing it to be uprooted. He says, I'm pulling up the roots of it. He's showing me a big hand and he says, I'm taking it by the plant and I'm pulling it out of the soil. I'm pulling it out of the ground. I'm pulling out of it. He says, because forbidden fruit has been released out of the mouths of, of my people and then some of my people have eaten forbidden fruit. And he says that death desires to proceed in the atmosphere. It desires to manifest in the atmosphere. He said, but today I'm pulling up the root of every ill-spoken word and I'm cursing it in the mighty name of Jesus. And today, as a mouthpiece of God, I speak life over your life. I, by the realm of the spirit of God that he has me in, I then take it and pull it up in the name of Jesus. Healing is your portion today in the name of Jesus. The enemy won't use what you said against someone else out of ignorance as a mass weapon of destruction against your destiny. And the enemy won't, won't use what has been spoken in your spirit. Lord have mercy. By someone that is used to produce fruit out of their mouth. Be destroyed in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I thank you for your glory. Be healed today in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. As you who have spoken these words out of ignorance into the spirit, into the spirit of your children, into the spirit of those that you disliked, into the spirit, ask the Lord to forgive you. And then you say, God, I repent of the corrupt communication that came out of my mouth out of ignorance. I now am going to submit my tongue to the Holy Spirit of God. Lord Jesus, today the Spirit of the Lord God has brought spiritual awareness to your mouth. <laughs> God, I thank you. He has brought awareness and has caused your thinking to shift. And then when the enemy desires to remind you of what it is you have either received or spoken. Remember what the Lord gave me today. Remember what the Holy Spirit of God gave me today. One thing you cannot take back is what you've said, but you can change it by what you say. As the enemy desires to remind you, you are to operate in a realm of now, which means that what has been said is no longer effective. But now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. So now what you say becomes the substance of what will be seen because what has been said has been cursed. Oh, I love God. I don't know if you love him. <laughs> but the forbidden fruit, the forbidden fruit that God does not want you to either receive or speak has now been made aware in your atmosphere. Huh? Who 
can contain and control the tongue. No man can do it. James. In the book of James it says, but the tongue can no man tame. You're right. No man can tame it, but a submitted tongue to the Holy Spirit of God will be led and the fruit will be spoken. It will be spoken in season. It will be seasoned with salt because now your tongue has been submitted to the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. You will always know a submitted tongue. You will always know the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ. The mind of Christ has says, I am now speaking the words, the fruit of the word of God. My, my spirit has been submitted to God because now my tongue is led by God. Who can tame the tongue? No man can. It is an unruly, full of deadly poison. But it said nothing about the Holy Spirit of God giving you what you are to speak. The forbidden fruit that the enemy has released into your atmosphere has had its last, it is expired, the forbidden fruit. The forbidden fruit has an expiration date. And that expiration date has been stamped today. By what we say, we can reverse everything that has been said. And don't allow the enemy to make the weapon that he's tried to form against your life a mass destruction. Don't allow the enemy think before you speak. Think before you receive words that are corrupt to your spirit. Because as sure as you ground dust of the earth, receive the seed of the word, there shall and will be a germination period in the realm of the spirit. Be careful what you receive into your spirit because you are, you are ground, you are dirt. And it's easy for you to receive a seed and fertilize it by what you meditate on. <laughs> Listen, today the Holy Spirit of God has reversed every curse that has been spoken over your life, that has been spoken in your spirit. The Spirit of the Lord God has reversed every curse because he said, you shall live and not die. And you shall declare the works of the Lord. And now you have become spiritually aware of the fruit in your atmosphere. And you will let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. You will speak things that are edifying. And you will minister grace unto what the hearers. Ah, I love God. And the spirit of the Lord God is empowering you today. By bringing you to a spiritual awareness of knowledge. Of what's been done and happening or moving through your atmosphere. The spirit of the Lord God has edified your spirit today. And have empowered you to become more aware in the realm of the spirit. As I have spoken before and I will always say, I'm no longer speaking to your flesh. I need to speak to your spirit, man. Because what you feed the most will be magnified the most. Lord have mercy. And there has been a spiritual awareness of ignorance happening and has been governing in the body of Christ. Not some, not all, but some. And people have been operating from a place of ignorance and people have been operating from a place of lack of knowledge. And that's all ignorance is, is I did not have a spiritual awareness and knowledge in this area. And so I did what I thought was best 
But now the spirit of the Lord God says, I am now deepening your understanding. I'm causing you to go into the depth of who I am. I'm going to cause you to pull up and out of, 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 of where you thought you could not pull out. I'm getting ready to cause you to pull up and out fish that will feed a multitude, fish that will feed the culture of society. I'm getting ready to cause your tongue to be seasoned. I'm getting ready to cause you to speak words of edification. I'm getting ready to use your tongue as a, as a mass weapon of destruction against the enemy instead of him using it against you. You are about to allow God to use you for his glory. Hashtag 21, hashtag 21. Consistency in any area develops strength. I'm getting ready to go. If you're sowing today, you're sowing. Name your seed because you know your need. This word was worth sowing on. If you are sowing today, I need you to get that what? Seed in the ground today. We sow 21, but whatever the spirit of the Lord God gives you to sow, then that is what you shall sow. I need you to begin to sow and name your seed. And watch this now. Some of you just need to name your seed good fruit good fruit. Why? Because now you are spiritually aware and now you're releasing good words that are edifying, words that are ministering grace to the hearer. You are not letting, and you're going to do your best to not let any corrupt communication come out of your mouth. You're going to bear good fruit in this season. I'm talking fruit as in words, not works. And so now, you are causing and have said, Lord, I have now become spiritually aware, and now I'm spiritually aware that I will tame my tongue and submit it to the Holy Spirit of God. I will submit my tongue to the Holy Spirit of God. And what has been said over my life has been uprooted out of my life by what was said right here by what the woman of God has said what has been said over my life has been cursed today the spirit of the Lord God is petitioning you to sow if that is you if he is leading you to sow then do so in the mighty name of Jesus the ways to give are on the screen and I am excited about this word that the spirit of the Lord God has spoken today I'm telling you it has been a word of deliverance it has been a word that has empowered you it has been a word that has brought you to spiritual awareness. And I am so grateful for what God has done and released in the lives of his people. I have I've released the ways to give uh, and have pinned that if you're given by Cash App. And any other way, Mishay will put that up on Miosha. And if you're looking for a summation of things, look for Stephanie McAllister on the live audio broadcast and she will sum things up and you can read it and, and allow the Lord to begin to edify your spirit. I love you with the love of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There's nothing you can do about it until Friday morning at 540 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want you to receive a blessed day to have a blessed day because I want you to know one thing. You cannot have what you do not receive. I'm going to say that one more time. You cannot have what you do not receive and if you receive it, you conceive it. You cannot have what you do not receive and if you receive it, you'll conceive it. And so I want you to receive a blessed day to have a blessed day so you can release a blessed day into someone else's life. God bless you and thank you for joining Dr. K.